In this class, we're going to be discussing the mitzvah of Kiddush and perhaps Havdalah. Now, as a way of an introduction, in the Aserah Sadibris in the Ten Commandments, the Torah says, Zohar remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. And the Gemara learns out what that actually means is that on the day of Shabbos, there's a mitzvah of sanctifying Shabbos when Shabbos enters and when Shabbos leaves. Meaning, if Shabbos is different than the rest of the week, the rest of the week is chol, mundane, and weekday. Shabbos is holy. So we separate Shabbos from the rest of the week. So biblically, there's a mitzvah that when Shabbos enters and when Shabbos leaves, to mention the uniqueness and the sanctity of Shabbos. So as far as the Torah is concerned, there is a biblical mitzvah, to remember the day of Shabbos, to sanctify it. And that is done by verbally speaking about the sanctity of Shabbos. Either saying, like we do in davening, Baruch Hashem Shabbos, or as some people want to say, when a woman lights the Shabbos candles, and according to Chabad custom, they say, Lahad Shal Shabbos Kodesh, when you mention the sanctity of Shabbos, that is the way you biblically fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush. There's also a mitzvah of sanctifying Shabbos when it leaves, and that is the concept of Avdola, which again, biblically, it means by saying, Baruch HaMavdol Ben Kodesh Lechol, that you're separating between the holy and the mundane, that is the way you fulfill your biblical mitzvah of Kiddush. As a side note, it's interesting that Ramban writes that the truth is that every day of the week we fulfill the mitzvah of remembering Shabbos. Because every day when we say the Yom, Hayom Yom, we say Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Yom Sheni B'Shabbos, Yom Shlishi B'Shabbos. Technically, the way the, way the word week in Hebrew would be Shavua. But we don't say Yom Rishon B'Shavua, Yom Sheni B'Shavua. We say Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Yom Sheni B'Shabbos. And the Ramban writes that in a certain way, that's how we're Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zohar, Siyem HaShabbos, Lekatshei, really every day of the week. So therefore, biblically, the mitzvah of Kiddush is verbally articulating the sanctity of Shabbos. The Chachamim came along and they also instituted Kiddush over a cup of wine. And similarly, we have Havdalah over a cup of wine. So reality, the mitzvah of Kiddush, even over a cup of wine, is when Shabbos enters and when Shabbos leaves. That's why on Friday night we have a whole bracha of Kiddush in addition to the Beri Piyagofen. And in Havdalah we have a, a bracha in addition to the Beri Piyagofen. This that we make Kiddush Shabbos day is really not even a Kiddush, is basically saying the bracha Beri Piyagofen. One of the reasons why the Chachamim instituted the Kiddush during the day, even though logically the Kiddush should be when Shabbos comes and when Shabbos leaves, but because the Gemara says that the meal of Shabbos day is more important than the Friday night meal. So therefore, one of the reasons why we make Kiddush, this brief, uh, just Bari Piyagofen Kiddush, the abridged Kiddush, is because if the Friday night meal, which is secondary to the Shabbos day meal, we make Kiddush, it doesn't look right not to have Kiddush on Shabbos day, also at that meal. So therefore, we also make Kiddush 
Shabbos day, but it's not a real brach of Kiddush, because again, the sanctity of Shabbos is when it comes and when it leaves, and therefore we just say the brach of Beri But the Chachamim instituted that Kiddush should be made over a cup of wine. Now, we know Friday night is customary that when somebody comes home from Shul, we sing the Sholem Aleichem and Eishas Chayel, because the Malachim, the angels, are walking us, accompanying us home, as the Gemara says, there's two angels accompanying a person home from Shul Friday night, a good angel, a bad angel. When the good angel comes into the house and sees everything is set for Shabbos, he says, may it be that this should be in the continuous weeks like that. And the bad malach says, Amen. And God forbid the other way, if it's not set up in a proper Shabbos atmosphere, the bad malach says, it should be like this next week. And uh, the good malach, the good angel is forced to answer Amen too. So we have the custom of saying Shalom Aleichem, greeting, uh, greeting the angels. We also have a custom of saying Shalom Amelech's Eishas Chayel for Mishle, because the wife is the one that prepares the Shabbos. Shabbos is the Shabbos queen. So we saying, say or sing the paragraph of the chapter of Eishas Chayel. Now when it comes to the actual Kiddush, there's a lot of details in the actual Kiddush itself, both in the cup and in the wine, and so on. The cup has to be a cup that is clean, that, there's, that it's whole, there's no cracks in the cup, that the, the ridge around the end of the cup is smooth, and the cup has to hold um, 86 grams of wine, according to Rabbi Avram Chaim No, which is the shiun that we follow in Chabad, uh, in ounces, it's approximately three ounces of wine. The cup needs to hold three ounces of wine. It could hold more, but it cannot hold less than three ounces of wine. Ideally, it's preferred to make Kiddush over wine, because wine is more prominent than grape juice, but if for whatever reason it is a person's not able to drink a full cup of wine, or even half a cup of wine, they're not able to drink wine, so halachically they can make Kiddush on grape juice. If you're making Kiddush on grape juice, if possible, it's preferred to try to dilute the grape juice with wine, not dilute it, but add a little bit of wine to the grape juice. If not, somebody can make Kiddush on the straight grape juice. Another thing that needs to be kept in mind, according to many, many opinions, you cannot make Kiddush on grape juice from concentrate because then it doesn't have the prominence of even of grape juice because the water is taken out and then the water is added back in and therefore it loses its prominence of grape juice. So even though you make a very pure on it, but it's preferred in Aloha not to make Kiddush or Abdullah on grape juice that comes from concentrate. Another thing, there are opinions in Aloha that write it's preferable not to make Kiddush on a disposable cup. And the reason for that is because it's not prominent, it's made to throw away, it's not a real prominent cup. Ideally, it says in Allah, if somebody is able to, they should make Kiddush and a, a cup of silver, a silver cup, because that is Choshuv, that is prominent, and that's befitting the Shabbos queen. So the wine or grape juice needs to be filled to the top of the cup. There's ten criteria for a cup of Kiddush. One of the criteria is that it should be clean and whole and not cracked. Another criteria is that the cup needs to be filled up to the top. 
In many places, the custom is to overflow the wine from the top, to show a simen bracha, to show a sign of blessing, that we're not, so to speak, cheap on the wine. We want to show an abundance of blessing that the wine is causing, the kiddush, the sanctity. And therefore, many people have a custom of overflowing the cup. And halachically, it's enough if the cup is full to the top. When a person is about to make kiddush, first we say, well, let's start from this. We first pick up the cup. The Chabad custom of picking up a cup for Kiddush is, if you're a right-handed person, you pick it up in your right hand, you hand it over to the left hand, and then you place it down into the palm of the hand with the four fingers covering, extending up into the cup of the wine and, and the outside of the cup with the thumb on the other side. Um, if a person is a left-handed person, so logically they need to hold the Kiddush cup in the left hand. So what they would do is they would pick it up in the left hand, transfer it to the right hand, and then transfer it back into the palm of the left hand. If somebody holds it in the wrong hand, there's still Yetzir Kiddush, but the proper way of doing it is for a right-handed person to hold the cup in the right hand, a left-handed person to hold the cup in the left hand. Now, the first thing we do for Kiddush is we say Yemashishi. Now, even though we said it already during the Maidiv, in Maidiv Shmanesri we said Yemashishi, or primarily Vayachulu Hashemayim Vaaretz Vachotzvam, because that is the testimonial that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. That is the Eidus, the testimony that a Jew testifies that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, which is. By the way, the reason why Shabbos is called Yesod Ha'emuna, the fundamental foundation of faith. We know in Aloha, somebody who openly, publicly desecrates Shabbos, and they don't care about it, and they know all about Shabbos, and they publicly desecrate Shabbos, has a din in many aspects that could go. And today we're mekel because it's what's called Tinik Shanishba, they were just never raised with the proper understanding of the observance of Shabbos. So Shabbos is called Yesedo Amuna because Shabbos is the basis and foundation of Jewish belief that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. So we say Vayechulu in the might of Shmanesrei. But many times you have family members that didn't go to Shul, so therefore to be made see them to fulfill their obligation that they should hear Vayechulu, we say it over Friday night in the Kiddush. The custom is already that even if you're alone, you still say Vayechulu again at the Kiddush. So before you start making Kiddush, you pick up the cup in your right hand, give it to the left hand, back to the right hand, and then you say the bracha of, you begin Yemashish. But before that, Halacha says that you look at the Shabbos candles. Before you start saying Yemashishi, you look at the Shabbos candles. The reason for that is one of the reasons brought down in Halacha is because the Gemara says that if a person walks quickly or runs during the week, they lose one five hundredth of their eyesight. And when a person looks at the candles Friday night before Kiddush, they get it back. Why do they get it back? Because the custom is to light minimum of two Shabbos candles. The word for candle in Hebrew is ner, nun, reish, which equals 250. You have two candles, it's double ner, so 250 times 2 is 500. Another reason for the two candles in connection to Kiddush 
is because the Gemara says a man has 248 limbs and organs, a woman has 252. 248 and 252 together is 500, which again, the concept of the double net. So you pick up the cup, you look at the candles, and then you begin saying Yemashishi. You make the Kiddush, and then you finish the making the Kiddush, Baruch Hashem then you sit down and you drink from the wine. According to halacha, you need to drink more than half the cup. The real halacha is you need to drink what's called Malay Lugmav. Malay Lugmav literally means a cheekful. How much wine would fill one cheek of the person? That depends on each individual person. If you have a big mouth, you have to drink more. If you have a smaller mouth, you have to drink less. The halacha says the average person, Malay Lugmav, is more the majority of a revius, the majority of this three ounce that we spoke about. The majority of the three ounces, so a person when they have a regular Kiddush cup needs to drink more than half the cup. And it has to be, you have to drink it in one shot, preferably one shot, not in two. Then the custom is that after you finish making Kiddush and you end up drinking the wine, the custom is to give everybody a little bit of the wine from Kiddush. Now, halachically, if somebody doesn't want to drink the wine, they don't want the wine, they don't want to taste the wine, whatever reason it is, as long as they heard the Kiddush and answered Amen and did not talk before the person finished drinking the proper amount that he had to drink, they fulfill their mitzvah of Kiddush. The custom is to try to give everybody a little bit of the wine. But there is a concept in halacha called blemished wine. Wine is wine that somebody drank from, cannot be used for Kiddush or Havdalah, unless if you add more wine, even a drop of wine to that cup of blemished wine, makes the entire cup unblemished. And therefore the custom is, how do you want everybody to drink unblemished wine? So there's a few ways of doing it. One way is, when you finish making the Kiddush, before you drink your wine, you pour off into a cup, and that cup is divided amongst the people at the table. Another way of doing it is, and then you drink the proper amount that you need to drink. Another way of doing it is, you drink your wine, and then you add some wine from the bottle into the cup, and then you can pour everybody from the, to, from the cup of Kiddush, and that would also be unblemished wine. Um, as in the next class, we will cont- c- c- discuss uh, the covering of the chalice, why the chalice have to be covered, and so on and so forth. So until the next class, have a very nice day.